as hum modern day humans, we're all pretty deconditioned in extension. It's something we need to train. You need to be able to, you, you need postural endurance, we'll call it. So your glutes, your abs and your lower back, uh, your spinal erectors need to contract, isometric, they just basically need to hold a, uh, hold a position, you know, stabilize your lower back. Hello and welcome to the UK Surf Show. We are your hosts. I'm Pete. And I'm Leighton. Before we get into this episode today, we need to say a few words about the sponsor of this episode. Yeah, the sponsor of this episode is Golden Boy. That's Golden Boy spelled B-U-O-Y. As in Surf Boy. Yeah. Sea Boy. Sea Boy. Water Boy. Where it is. Little Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, um, so this is another lockdown company which we love. Um, launched in March 2020, um, launched by a guy named Paul who was a former water sports instructor and he now works in marketing and branding for yeah, the last 11 you can, years. You can tell he's worked in it as well. Yeah. Um, you know, the designs of the t-shirts and stuff that he sent us have been designed to look retro and is they've got that kind of retro surfy feel about them as yeah, well. Yeah, like a like an old school classic kind of design. Yeah. Um so they do numerous things on their website. It's from t shirts and bags and stickers and cups and stuff. So it's yeah, all like surf cup holders. He sent us a massive collection of stuff to yeah. uh well, yeah, we should say thank you very much for yeah, that. Yeah, thank you very much, Paul. Yeah, and um, but what I really like is what you've got in your hand right now. This was I was most excited about what I've got in my hand. So, <laughs> yeah. so Paul sent us this well, like a collection care package of like t-shirts and coffee cup holders, stickers, and uh, t- like bags over your shoulder, like beach bag. Yeah, um, they've all got really cool designs on it. But in there, there's a little card that says "Thanks for your order," and the card is it's got loads of uh, spiel on it that says thanks for your order and blah 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 um, but at the bottom it says I'm full of seeds rip me up pop me in the so- soil and water me so you can actually the card that comes with it saying thank you for your order you can actually plant seeds with it that is so cool isn't it? that is I've never seen that before so yeah. not only is it what would you call that recycling? <laughs> well, I think everything's made out of recycled. Yeah, but like that paper, I mean, yeah. like you're not putting it in a recycling bin. Mega recycling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely fantastic. And thank you to Golden Boy, the sponsors of today's show. Go and check them out. And if you buy anything from them, we have a discount code that will get you 10% off anything you order. And that is UK Surf Show, all one word. Yeah, and that is valid until February 2022. Don't forget, listen to the end of the show and there'll be more discount codes for the Logfinco, Northcore, and of course, again, for our show sponsors, Golden Boy. So, on with today's show. Anatomy of a Surfer. With our trainer, our fitness trainer, Alan Bisker. Yeah, Alan is a trainer. <laughs> <laughs> he so, is a he's a professional uh, strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, he works um, with the Olympic team, the Olympic uh, cycling team. He's a keen surfer. He's been surfing for many years, as you'll hear as well. He stopped surfing for a while and then blames us. He lives, that's because he lives in Manchester. Yeah. yeah. In the blame, velodrome. Yeah. And then he blames us for getting back into surfing and said we cost him a fortune, but hmm. blames or does he that's, that's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but th- let's explain the situation because this this is a really good podcast and we're, we've been like kind of chatting to Alan 
um, through a group chat that we've made for, you know, since we started this kind of um, training regime with him. So it's like over four months now. Uh, you'll, you'll hear how, how good it is and how well we're doing with it. Um, but we are all very relaxed in in the room because we're all together. Alan come down from Manchester. We went for a surf session at the Wave together. And then we've bought him a takeaway, didn't we? And we're in your house. And so we're all really relaxed and yeah. and chilled. So just bear with us if it's not as descriptive <laughs> as it should be because we're just having a laugh. But when you come across exercises that Alan mentions to help, basically breaks down every process for surfing. Um, and for example, paddling out. And he will tell you a couple of tips of exercises that would help with your paddle strength. So when he mentions them, we obviously can't go into detail on describing them. So pause the podcast, look them up on YouTube and save them or, or whatever you want to do to help you with that. But yeah. And he does also say, you know, that the program that Alan's designed, so he's designed a program that's going to be out there now um, with, I think he's on Instagram as Adrenaline Athlete. Yeah. And that program is going to be available to people out there. Um, he does say on this, you know, like, because I said to him, what's the difference between something like you're doing or something we did with like Surf Fit Academy before? Yeah. And he does say, you know, Surf Fit Academy, like with Ollie that we spoke to before, you're going to have that one and one, you know, you, you, you feel like you're... Like a personal yeah, trainer. Like a personal yeah. trainer that you're answering to. So that pushes yep. you. But if you're the type of person that is motivated to exercise mm. and you can do it... Or you can't afford to to pay for a personal trainer. Yeah. This is going to be something that's affordable and even just the information that you're going to get in these, these two episodes. Mm. Um, I've been myself paddling for waves that I wouldn't have paddled for before. Yeah. And I mean, well, the other day you caught the wave of your life. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's, I've never surfed better since doing this, yeah. since doing this training regime. It wasn't hard though, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's probably right. <laughs> but what, yeah, so what he explains is he's kind of like, the the middle option isn't he so if you're if you're going to the gym anyway and you're doing workouts it's fine and or if you've got a personal trainer helping you train specifically that's fine but if there's a middle ground that you want where you want to pay a little bit of money and you want to get some like pr- proper knowledge really yeah. he's a clever guy some some actual knowledge specific for surfing then Alan fills that void. That's enough babble from us about it. We may as well uh, let Alan talk about it. And here we go with part one. Also, at the end of part two, we will have a discount code for the Adrenaline Athlete Training Program. Hello, I'm Alan. I'm a professional strength and conditioning coach. I work with the Great Britain cycling team as well as other athletes privately. Uh, do a bit with the FA and recently... Got my, my new appointment as lead strength and conditioning coach of old uh, the Welsh Adaptive Surf Team. Amazing. Nice. So yeah, well, that's after speaking to you guys. Well, yeah, we open doors for people, you know. Yeah, yeah that's cool, isn't it? That's all there. we're good to for, fair, just that's, opening that's, doors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not official yet, so that could backfire. They might be like, nah, you're you're all right, mate. But, wow. um, but yeah. Well, right, so yeah, we, I'll, either, I'll either beep that bit out if it's not <coughs> official by the time this comes out, or I'll just leave it in. Leave it, it in, is. mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you come to light. Uh, you sent us an email and basically said Are you guys up for a challenge, which Leighton said yes, and I said nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's an honour to be on because you guys are 
You're the big time now. You're getting spotted in Saunton, <laughs> getting noticed in Saunton. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's because the only that's the only place we go. <laughs> or did they did they just like notice your traps? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Traps? yeah, yeah. We'll explain that when we yeah. So basically, what's happened is um, Alan contacted us and said, "Are we up for a challenge?" And he's basically training us the way that you break down and train the Olympic athletes for cycling you said you were gonna do that for surfing because you're a surfer as well and um yeah sent these programs through to us and we've been doing it for now what like month four we in we're into the fourth block i don't yeah. know it hurts yeah it does hurt <laughs> it's really painful so i've i've trained i've exercised quite religiously as you know like through throughout my life i've never trained like this right it's really really hard but the benefits from it and like the progression is really quick. It's really hard, but you're getting more recovery, aren't you? I think. Yeah, because that was the problem I was having. So anybody listened to the Ollie um, podcast that we did. So Yeah, the Surfit Academy. Yeah, yeah so, so we chatted to Ollie and he was basically talking about um, how general fitness is good for, for surfing. And we had messages of people saying they wanted to go more in depth and things like that. And we I think we like kind of sent a few people to Ollie, like Ollie answer questions kind of thing. Um, but this is why we've got Alan on because he's been training us and yeah. also he's going to go into depth. So listeners will have something to take away to help their surfing, like specific things. But yeah, so yeah, anybody listen to that podcast will know that I struggle to relax and, and have dang time. From, like, I feel like I need to work out every day. Yeah. And then since we spoke to you and you explained it really well, you've been to run like a, a WhatsApp group you explain recovery to me in a way that my workout demons went, oh yeah, that makes sense. So now I've been actually recovering and working out the way you said, because I think you said, follow the program exactly. Um, you have to follow exactly to get the results that you want. And I, I have done. And yeah. um, it's just been flipping amazing for us. Yeah. Um, before we go into, so what's the, what's the difference? If someone's listened to like, the recent one of the Surf Fit Academy, and then they're going to listen to this. What's the what's the main difference? What's the difference between like going to see the Surf Fit Academy, and what's the difference between what you've done with us? I think probably the main difference between the two, to be honest, having listened to Ollie's, he 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 knows what he's talking about when he when he's talking about the programming side. Um, I think the main difference will be. Ollie's there to keep you accountable. There's, there's quite a, a lot on accountability and there's a individual level of coaching. Basically, this was all born out of me getting back into surfing, listening to you guys. I spent an absolute fortune on new gear and stuff, which is in, <laughs> entirely your fault. Because, you know, my, my wetsuit like, was falling apart, so naturally needed a new winter and summer wetsuit. It's, yeah, it's just ridiculous. But I... I was like, okay, I'm going to start surfing again. I booked a session in Surf Snowdonia, Intermediate 2, I think. And I was like, I should be fine on that. And I'm a strength and conditioning coach, so I should have some baseline understanding of what it would take to prepare for a session like that. But I, I just didn't give it much thought at all, to be honest. And I was like, I'll just do a bit of swimming. That'll be fine. And um, I went and pff, I caught three waves and they were... I basically just flopped off them, so I didn't really catch them. So I came away from it like, that is not happening again. You know, it was great to be in the water after eight years, but that's not happening again. I'm going to go away and do what I would do with, you know, 
with a new squad at British Cycling or if we were preparing some of the Worlds or Olympics or whatever it was or if somebody came into my own gym, a footballer or whatever it might be, go away and just go through the process of studying the literature. What what does it say? Um, You build up a bias in your head naturally as a coach when you start to like plan for a programme. You do have ideas in your head that you know will probably work in terms of the right adaptations. What do you need to work on? But you can't just stop there. You need to actually go out and look at literature and be like, "Is, is what I'm thinking in my head relevant? Does it work? Is there any scientific basis for it? All this sort of stuff. So... I was like, that's what I'm going to do for myself. And because I listen to you guys intently, I'm, you could call me a super fan. <laughs> I'm in your house yeah. now, mate. <laughs> I'd be like, are you awake, Peter? He's going to watch you sleep. Uh, that's all right, don't worry about yeah. it. You sat there with the, um, dog and the cat at the end of the bed watching me. Yeah, so I um, I got in touch with, with you guys on Instagram and explain well firstly thanks for getting me back into surfing I can't believe I stopped but and I'm gonna think about pulling together some kind of program that will be repeatable that will get me to a certain level so that if there are waves I know that I'm I'll go in there go there a decent level of preparedness okay it might not be like a three-month plan and kind of peaking and tapering for like a holiday or a tournament and we can come on to the differences between the two but I know that I will always be at a certain level I know that I'll be able to paddle into and catch any wave so that next time I go to Surf Snowdonia that's not a problem so I basically said you know knowing Leighton loves a bit of exercise and mm-hmm. Pete less needs so at the time bit, but definitely more now exercise. <laughs> uh, just got in touch and obviously you're up for it because you know yeah. the exercise demons sort of sat on your shoulder like you've got to do it yeah it's been huge for me um i've got time now <laughs> well really yeah weird. i think i think um going back to the podcast with ollie he's right in as much as you were training Far more than you needed to. Olympic yeah. athletes, you yeah. know, they train every day, twice a day. Right. But it's periodized and they have high low days and their yeah. load is managed. But yeah, you have I'm to remember myself all the time, you know, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to remember that that is their job. Yeah. They have no other stresses. Yeah. You know, the amount of times that some of the cyclists or other athletes, mainly the cyclists that I work with, would be like, oh man, I had to go up at half seven this morning. I'm like, what? <laughs> that's amazing. And that, you know, that's a real gripe. They get up at half seven, they'll come in, they'll do a gym session and then they'll be on track. They yeah. might have a double day on track. Um, so they'll train five days a week. So they will train more than you, but you, yeah. you, you go to work. Yeah. You know, you come home and there's stuff going on at home. You have other stresses in your life. If you're a professional athlete, all of that, if you're in, depends on what kind of um, governing body you're kind of linked to. With British Cycling, the the, the resources are in place to take all that away from you. So you just come in you just and ride your bike and go to the gym. Yeah. So everything is a stress. Yeah. So when you start training in the way in which you were training, you you do hit a roadblock. It's quite hard to overtrain. Yeah. You know, there's there's quite a big thing made about overtraining. That that's actually quite hard, and you get ill and hormone imbalances and all sorts of bad stuff but what does happen is you end up you end up just stagnating yeah whereas now i think the biggest change with you has been the fact that you you look forward to a deload week like you actually look forward to yeah, a deload yeah. week. 
and you have less you know in your work weeks there's, mm. there's less there's less volume in there yeah but then the actual like sessions herself uh i don't know if you've like picked up on like things that maybe i was i would have struggled with or whatever but uh there's exercises which i was kind of subconsciously avoiding because i wasn't that good at them and and that was then like affecting me in like like back pain and stuff like that yeah. and, and I I haven't really had back pain since doing this, which yeah. is just such a like I've had back pain for like fifteen years. And it is my back feels strong. And yeah. um I, I just thought it was like just like kind of the process of getting older. Yeah. And um it isn't at all. I would say for the general population I hate that term, it's so clinical, but general population, basically everyone who isn't a professional athlete, yeah. I think it becomes even more important to strength train as you get older. Yeah, you know, don't don't go mental. Mm. You know, <laughs> ease your way into it, but it becomes more and more important for longevity and performance. Performance isn't just about how fast you can run and cycle or whatever. It's how you perform in your everyday life. Yeah. And when we when we started this, and then we um, start the group chat between us three, and then I think you went because you started a little bit before us, didn't you? On your the program that you designed for yourself, and then. You kind of sent ours over and then but you went surfing before we did so what was the oh, yeah. difference that you found in the paddling yeah yeah the paddling was the first thing and I've, I've tried to look at it I am a I would say low level maybe high level beginner low level intermediate so I can catch well at that point I couldn't catch away but I consider myself to be an intermediate because that's what I was before I stopped surfing yeah so um why did you stop surfing ah uh, because I had to move up to Manchester, didn't I? Not, not many waves. It's a sore there. point. <laughs> but that, that's ridiculous, though, because there are, I know, I know, yeah. So I moved up to Manchester. I love, don't get me wrong, I love Manchester, but um, it's an ongoing debate with me and my wife about, you know, moving back to God's country at some point. <laughs> I am from the Southwest. I didn't say that in my introduction. Intro. Yes. Yeah, proud Devonian. <clears throat> yeah. So I've got yeah. like weird, weird feelings about like the order that you put clotted cream and jam on your skull and <laughs> so what, what i nearly came it? to blows with someone at a wedding the other day about that <laughs> in Cornwall. where was that where was that wedding in butte uh, anything else happened at that not wedding? the hotel mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, anything else happened at that wedding you want to share with our, yeah. our lovely listener uh, i'm not going to name the hotel because that's not fair no don't name the hotel but um so let's give it some context right. no, so yeah. rumor we're on the group it. chat we're all having a bit of a laugh uh, yeah. and then <laughs> you had a bit of an event at the wedding well, basically I, I went to shout out to Aaron there's no way he's listening to this but <laughs> it's the first opportunity I've had yeah well, I had a wedding imbued I live in Manchester so that's a bit of a trek so I was like right I'm going to make the most out of this weekend um, I'm going to so on the I drove down on the Friday I went to the wave on Friday which was great and then Across to my parents. I don't know why I'm telling you like the flipping itinerary, but <laughs> on on the morning of the wedding, I went to Widmouth and it was kind of blown out, but there were still bits and bobs. Uh, so I went in under the assumption because I'd phoned the hotel that I could check in early, but they they were fairly non-committal in fairness to them. Like I don't want to slag them off, <laughs> and uh, so I went in in the sea. I weed in my wetsuit because that's just what you do, isn't it? Yeah. Course, yeah. yeah. I, don't, nice I don't do, do it in that. the wave though, out of politeness yeah. and fairness. 
that goes down on record that yeah, I haven't... Because the water goes purple. Yeah, that, like in the fast show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, no, I went in and um, I only I went in for like an hour and a half and it was it was just nice to be in. And then I, I left, drove up to the hotel. I was like, got to the check-in with like a, like a dripping bag and all that, like sand all over me and stuff. And I was like, oh, is it still all right to check in? And they were like, we're really sorry, but... Um, we haven't been able to turn over the rooms quick enough. I was like, oh, for fuck. <laughs> uh, but the woman, in fairness, was like, okay, well, don't worry, because there's a, there's a kind of a disabled toilet out the back that you can use. I was like, you can just, you know, have a dog wash and just splash the armpits. I was like, okay, all right, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. So she, like, led me out the back, and it was, there was, like, a function room. And, like, she, we walked past who I can only presume is the night man, uh, duty manager, and the lady I was with explained the situation to her and like she did not look happy and I was like this isn't going to end well is it I I just I feel like she's either not going to let me in or something's going to kick off so anyway I went in like stripped down so I was completely naked you know like washing (laughs) sand off my feet and other areas and uh I got there was a rap on the door (laughs) she was like sorry you've got to get out now I was like I knew this would happen so like (laughs) I was like, okay, I can't quite come out like just this second, but give me two minutes. She was like, no, we need it now. And it kind of escalated. And I was like, what do you want from this? Do you want me to like walk around the hotel with my knob out? I I don't know what you want from this situation. Um, So I sort of said that and it kind of went quiet and I had to basically just get ready really quickly. I waffled my way through that, but yeah, I won't. It was actually a really nice hotel. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, they made up for it with a breakfast and stuff. So, but, uh, yeah. So I managed to kind of wash off the smell of wetsuit and. But this is the thing. That now we're on this group chat. This is the thing that we get. Stuff like this has been really entertaining through, yeah. like doing the program. No, this is like good. the other part of it, which I've really enjoyed actually. Yeah. Well, I was worried that you know you might just be like a couple of actors from Surrey or something, just <laughs> two posh dumb. blokes from London. <laughs> yeah. Playing the role of Leighton. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're actually genuine. You know, you are as you sound, which is good. Yeah, yeah we're complete idiots. Well, so <laughs> yeah. how, how have you found the programme, Pete? Because you've gone from from nothing to being trained by somebody who trains Olympic athletes. I'm like the ultimate fighting machine now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, found it, ugh, I found it difficult and I found it... I found things I didn't think I'd find easy, very easy, and I found things that I thought I'd I'll find just make easy, a note of those ones, very mate. difficult. <laughs> yeah, just make a note of those. Yeah, ones. there's some of them, and you get some right abuse sent to me afterwards, like static bear holds, are the most stupid things that I've ever come across in my life. Where you get to, well, the first one I thought was bad. I think it started on like 45 seconds or something like that. And I think we're up to like. Two and a half minutes now, no, or something not. like that. What on the static bear hold? I'm sure that's what <laughs> that the last is one was. Uh, that's a mistake. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's right, mate. You sure it's not? Are you talking about like the prone holds and things? I like that? I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something. Right. I can't remember what it is, but oh, I'm talking just... about something. And uh, anyway, whatever it is was up to like two and a half minutes. And uh, I don't know. I've never moved like that. My body's never convulsed like that before. But it's been massively beneficial isn't it so we oh, we yeah. mentioned it on like yeah, a no, previous all, podcast all like joking aside like paddle fitness is yeah. like insanely more than what yeah. it was before because, because we're training specifically for surfing 
and everything that Alan's done is all the exercises are around that and strengthening the muscles you need and like the flexibility side of it has really helped me yeah um so like it's like the well, I think we said about it in like a, on the last podcast actually or maybe the one before um well when you're paddling now you can choose where you want to be in the water and like we went on a on a session probably what we in like the the end of the second block or something like that so that's two months in and we just we paddled for like two and a half hours in the session it yeah. was quite a difficult session yeah. like what's going on this is like yeah. unbelievable it's like we've bloody taken steroids or something yeah. <laughs> it's bloody um, amazing excuse me static bear holds with shoulder taps Three one minutes rest between. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's yeah. three minutes. Punctuate. <laughs> There's yeah, no but rest not, between. Not it's three minutes. Go, punctuated by some rest. It says none, so I do none. No, I just no, carry no. on the next right. minute. Oh, yeah. Well, let's it. explain what you're talking about. So we we are no. we're on an app, aren't we? We're so oh, yeah. Alan, Alan uploads the exercises, and we have to do them three days a week, and um, the exercises are slightly different between. Uh, yours and mine isn't it so they're kind of tailored yes. as we progressed yeah your programs have diverged a little bit yeah based on what i think and you think might be areas that you need to work on yeah uh, and with the wider program that we'll talk about i'm sure at some point at the end or whatever i've tried to allow that level of flex- flexibility because you know i i want to provide something that's of, of use to you know the middle of the bell curve in terms of like most uk based or you know it's an international show now isn't it oh, apparently Probably. so yeah we've got um, listeners in australia and yeah what, america and uh i can't i don't know where they are they're all like, hello to you hello um, yeah hello <laughs> uh what was i saying yeah so i tried to make it you know tried to address what i would consider to be the main limiting factors of your average kind of weekend warrior surfer not even that most people can't yeah. even get in once a month no no that's right yeah um, that's what we find that's what most of the people are in the yeah but within that you know it it does touch on on everything even you know high performance stuff really because yeah. ultimately you know, it's not just about surfing. It makes you a better functioning human. Yeah, definitely. Like, because um, I've got a physical job as well. And uh, like I said before, I thought it was just because I get a bit older, but I feel strong again, just in, in general. Yeah. I think I've sent you a few messages. Like after, like when we're, we're, when we're at the end of a, a block yeah, and then we do a deload week and you said that's when you adapt in the deload week. The end yeah. of the deload week, I feel fucking amazing. I feel mm. really, really good. Yeah. And I haven't felt like that uh, for a really long time, for like when I was younger. And that's also something that's highly individual, you know. Right. Um, I had one for most the- people, it's three, yeah. roughly three on, one off. Does t- send, does seem to work, but for some people, it might be six on, one off. It just it does depend, yeah. and it also depends on obviously what's in that block, what the what the focus of that block is. Well, I had one in the. It was quite near the beginning, and I sent a message saying that. Uh, I'd done a training session and I felt like I had loads of energy afterwards and I'd taken the dog for a walk and I'd gone in like half the time it normally takes to like the route we normally go on it taken me half the time because I felt like I was literally like running it yeah not not every session you shouldn't feel like you've killed yourself after every session I know that I put you through the ringer a bit in the first two blocks because that's about well that's about adaptation and a bit of skill acquisition, if you like, with the movements. Mm. 
and then you slowly add to that repertoire over time but actually as things go on things get more intense and by intense generally that means heavier but probably the you know how how knackered you feel at the end of those sessions will change because um the emphasis will be on like developing force and therefore quality of effort is really important and you'll get you'll get longer rests but um initially in like an adaptation block or whatever you want to call it whatever textbook phrase you want to use you know it's relatively you you build to a, a fairly high volume if the person you're training is ready for that quite quickly and it feels quite intense so that's yeah i mean but sometimes you do get like a an initial bounce yeah. two or three sessions in yeah. yeah i think that's i think that's what i got because i went from i went from literally like i said before no training because my training was oh i go surfing for training yeah. or i skateboard yeah. or i got a physical job and that was i thought enough but yeah it's all of those things changed all of those things are good but they also have aspects to them that you need to mitigate you know your job well most of us tend to have jobs that are you know we're all kind of deconditioned in extension um we're all kind of internally rotated that's like a symptom of modern modern day life and then if you've got a manual job in particular you know you, you actually do really need to focus on stuff that restores the posture that we've evolved to have yeah which is this fairly extended posture which then obviously translates into surf we'll come on to like you know um the importance of extension and surfing and things but yeah when people say i do this for a job and that's that's great because obviously it's kind of your basal metabolic rate i guess will be higher um but there will be aspects of your job or your pastime that if left unchecked or unmitigated could cause issues further down the line yeah so you're not just because you're doing a physical job you might not be strengthening your back or something like that or, absolutely yeah. uh, that's yeah. a really good example yeah. you know people tend to be strong in what they can see in the mirror you tend to be quite strong yeah but you're typically not very strong you know with muscles that you can't see i yeah. always look at my ass in the mirror yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah okay fair enough yeah if you do that then fine so uh you sent through some talking points to us um so it'd be really good as if we could do it for our listeners, like because yeah. you really want to give them information. So um, one of the points you um, talked through was about paddling and taking off, and right. riding the wave. Yeah, yeah, um, and like the the physiological qualities that underpin those actions. Yeah, okay. It is important for people to realise that when they train, there's a lot of stuff going on biologically, physiologically, as a result of that training. It's not like you do something, then you get better at it, and it's kind of just conceptual. You, you you train to provide a stimulus. Your body then has to adapt, and and that involves some proper hard wiring, like rewiring, recompositioning of your body. So, like, I guess if we will do paddling and catching a wave. Yeah. Well, first of all, depending on what study you read, and a lot of these studies are geared towards competitive surfers, but there is some recreational surfing studies in there and free surfing and things like that. But you can spend anywhere between 40% roughly and 55% of your time in the water paddling. That's that's a lot. And I would say for most of us, like in average surfers, surfing UK beach breaks, 
It's probably towards the top end of that. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, mine's probably more towards 80%. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It feels like a lot more than fucking 55%, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So paddling ultimately is the gateway to being able to surf. If you, if you can't paddle well, then you'll never get out back. This is why I wanted to talk about that guy from the wave quickly, because yeah. I've been thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, it's a good time to drop him in, yeah. All right, shout out to the bloke who spends two grand a month at the wave. Yeah. What an absolute That's legend. insane. It is mental, yeah. isn't it? I was thinking... Like he's remortgaged his house, but he's living the dream. And <laughs> yeah. like, Ex- explain uh, how you how you find well, out I, about him. Yeah, I went I went to the wave. Uh, they've absolutely nailed it. I I think it's great. But obviously, there's a lot of cash there because it's pretty expensive. But yeah. it's it's good. But so anyway, I bumped into this bloke, this really good longboarder, and I was just talking to him about. I'd been admiring his longboarding from afar. You can do that, can't you? Like in surfing, yeah. Yeah, without yeah. it being weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's no, it's still weird. It mate. is weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he said that he he did the same thing to this bloke that he'd been on an advanced plus wave with. Both to this guy, and um, he was like, "How long have you been surfing?" And this guy was like, three months." He was like, "What? How is that possible?" Because he was like. On advanced plus for stuff. Yeah, yeah, performing all sorts of ridiculous manoeuvres. He was like, I work for myself and um, I, I just work in the cafe every day and I go surfing twice a day. Like, that's two grand a month. Bloody hell. Absolute hero. He's living the dream. But the guy I was speaking to asked him, so what's it like when you go in the sea? And he was like, I've never been in the sea. And that... Yeah blows my mind yeah like, so the, he, the paddle fitness well he, yeah I, that's what i thought yeah he's yeah. gonna be he, he's like unbelievable at maneuvers but when he when the winter comes yeah winter is coming and all that he he <laughs> doesn't get that reference oh everyone knows that reference yeah, surely yeah, i didn't yeah. say it in like dramatically <laughs> enough but he won't be able to paddle out past it imagine that like being that good at surfing but yeah. he probably can't duck dive no, no. <laughs> um or he's not well, gonna be able to read the sea in any way so it'll be like, yeah, I'm going to go shred today. And it'll be like <laughs> on those little breakers that you get sort of, you know, inshore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely nice. blows my mind. You should get him on. The guy's like an enigma. He's like Bruce Wayne. You he's get, like Rick. Get him on. <laughs> he's like you need Rick to Kane. find him. If you listen to this and you're the guy that spends two grand a month. Yeah. Send a message and come on the show because that's insane. What does yeah. he do? What does I don't know, but I want his job if he can afford to spend two grand a month at the way. He's a banker, something like that, I bet. Yeah. yeah. He's, just, he's just, yeah, he's, he's sort of remortgaged his house and not told his his <laughs> yeah. wife. Yeah. Um, so sorry, he's yeah. into the office every day and so, he just yeah. goes to the wave. Massive digression. What were we talking about? About the paddling. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So we probably spend about 55%, I'd say, of the time paddling at different intensities, but paddling nonetheless and as a strength and conditioning coach or someone in sports science whatever you are biomechanist or whatever you'll have a thought in your head uh, you know that's your own thought and that's prone to bias and then you try and back it up with literature but sometimes there's no literature there you just have to go off what you see this is one of them so if I look at a surfer to me the example of a good surfer is someone we've all seen them that can hold that extended position on the board with their head basically up and looking forward that is a really really important because it allows you to utilize your shoulder joint properly you're supposed to be able to circumduct at your shoulder you're supposed to be able to bring your arm back high over your shoulder that's really important for an efficient catch when you paddle because otherwise if you don't have that requisite 
strength and I'll, we'll go on to the kind of strength it is but if you don't have that then you and we've all seen these people as well and might well have been these people but kind of nose on the board yeah flapping their arms up and down mm-hmm. so you'll fatigue very quickly and your catch will be rubbish right. um, so if you can hold the water prone, really if you can hold that prone position yeah your paddling will just massively improve yeah. just just that just that just well, that. So, so that that said, you said that to me when we went surfing, didn't you? When 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 we went um, and after we'd been doing it for a couple of months, and you were holding a prone position, which we've done in the past, but you kind of you you kind of struggle doing it because you fatigue quite quite quickly, like both of us do. Yeah. But I looked yeah. over and you were doing it effortlessly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it just looked natural, and that, that's the difference, isn't it? Like if you can see someone do it naturally yeah and it looks like they're, they're spending no energy in doing it yeah yeah and it's it's something that needs to be trained we like i said i mentioned as human modern day humans we're all pretty deconditioned in extension mm. it's something we need to train you need to be able to you, you need postural endurance we'll call it so your glutes your abs and your lower back uh, your spinal erectors need to contract isometric they just basically need to hold a uh, hold a position you know stabilize your lower back mm-hmm. so that you can extend through your thoracic spine your mid and upper back basically into that position and that just requires time and position you know you can do st- obviously gross extension movements like deadlifts and squats help mm-hmm. but really you need to spend time in position and you need to basically spend you know two three minutes lying on the floor in that position, extended, not hyperextended, especially not through your lower back. You just stabilize your lower back. So, and then allow yourself to peel your chest off the floor and get used to being in that position. That, like, it's as simple as that. And you can yeah. do that like three or four times a week, a couple of minutes a day, and that would immediately improve your surfing. Um, well, that, that is, um, they, they always, in our program that we've been doing, they seem to be at the end of the program. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they, and they ramp up in every block. So like they go from like two minutes, 15, two minutes, 30, two minutes, 45, yeah. or whatever. And the prone positions, like you said, like that, that kind of arch, but we've also, you've incorporated in the arms in some of them. Oh, so yeah. you do like a, like a T prone, which is our arms out to the side. Yeah. And honestly, like you get to like you set the set it on your watch two and a half minutes and you get to like one minute forty five and I, I'm shaking like I'm having a fit. Yeah. <laughs> but you when you make it and like I think that's been one of the biggest benefits for reducing the pain. I don't, like I don't know, I've, I haven't made it yet. Yeah, you have. <laughs> you have. I've looked at the Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm um, joking. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's like like to start off with, I was like I can't remember what we started on, like one minute 30 or something like that. I think I started uh, at two minutes. Was it two minutes? And I, I yeah, because I think I made it to like one minute 30 or one minute 20 on but the that's first o- time. That's okay, because yeah. failure, failure, in that scenario, provided, like I say, that you're not, I don't want you to hyperextend for your lower back because you shouldn't do that. As you know, you just mangled your back on that crazy ass thing that you left in <laughs> my bedroom. Yeah, well, but I don't know what that is. So, uh, I don't know what you're on about there. <laughs> so my wife bought me this thing ages ago because I had a bad back. Yeah. And uh, I've said before on a on a podcast, um, I went to a chiropractor some years back and he said, um, I've got three or four fractures in my spine where I, or, or lines where I'd, I'd fractured my back before in different different areas. Yeah. So I've always got a little bit of a uh, you know yeah. stiff back and stuff like that. And she bought me this thing 
which you put on the floor and you can adjust it and you're supposed to like lie over it and it helps your upper back and it helped my upper back and my lower back was a bit sore so I thought oh maybe it will help my help my lower back as well so I put it on my lower back and leant back across it and then couldn't walk properly for about two weeks I mean, yeah. That, to me, like, <laughs> so I, that, that is that hyperextension. It though. does look really good. Like, you can hyperextend through your thoracic spine. Mm. Your lower back, not so much. You know, no. you want to basically. It's already extended to some extent because we have, as a rule, we, we have an anterior tilt of our hips. So your your lower back's already expen- extended. That's okay. But yeah, as a rule, you want to stabilize your lower back. But yeah, I can I can just imagine you like trying other bits out. Like, I wonder if I can bend my knee backwards on it. <laughs> like, I've uh, got a but, headache on, yeah. on it. <laughs> um, I haven't got the bed of nails out yet. For yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. actually got a bed of nails yeah. upstairs. You lie on, you've had a go on that, haven't you? Bentley, I've got one. Yeah, you, yeah, really good thing. Why have you both got one? Because <laughs> you had to go on, yeah, yeah, you had to go on ours, didn't yeah, you? And then a, you're like, oh, go and get one. The science behind it is you you lay on them, and it will um, increase the blood flow to yeah. your back because it's, it's fucking painful. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, I I must admit, I've used it a few times. I haven't noticed it do anything other than just yeah, except for leaving like, loads of dents in your <laughs> back. Yeah. I got, I, I got yeah. a thing. I think like I think my wife might be trying to be killing me off. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. like she keeps buying these things. I got you a guillotine. Like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> 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 I got you this. What's that do? Oh, that hyperextends your back. What's this do? Oh, you're lying it and it sticks loads of holes in you. I know, I know, oh, brilliant. Is, I know this is a bit of a diversion, but can you tell the story that you told Alan and I why we were having some food just then? Which about, one? About the, uh, about the food that your wife cooked you. Oh, yeah. With the, the, with the oh, oil. with the sauce. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, so we so we just had a curry, and we were talking about Athletes. like chili sauce and stuff like that. And uh, I went through a phase oh, a few years back of eating like really hot chilies and going hotter and hotter mm. till I worked up to the Carolina Reapers, and I made some Carolina Reaper um, chili oil. She didn't know which one it was, and she made a I can't remember what it was like something like a shepherd's pie or something like that. I can't remember some pie thing she'd made. And she'd use that chili in it, but she didn't realise that was the hot chili. And everyone put it in their mouth and just spat it on the plate at the same time. I was like, "What the hell is that? That is horrible." So yeah, she's definitely trying to kill you off. Yeah, that wasn't a mistake. No. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we were talking prone about prone holds. Yeah, the prone. So yeah. yeah so, like, so for people listening, then the the prone hold. And they can, they can look at that online, can't they? What a prone hold is? Yeah, there'll be all sorts sure. of variations on YouTube. But basically, you lie on the floor. You could you could lie off a bench at a gym if someone sat on your legs, or you might have if you go to like a CrossFit gym, you might have like a glute ham raise um, thing, so you can lie off that. But ultimately, you're stabilize your lower back, so squeeze your glutes, abs, spine, and erectors. So basically, the muscles on your lower back, mm-hmm. uh, and then extend. You know, peel your chest away from the floor. Keep your head neutral. Don't kind of look up and arch. Just keep your head neutral. Imagine you're in a neck brace. Yeah. Hold that for like three minutes. Yeah. A couple of times a week. And then you can change it. You know, the reason why I've put, you know, having you hold your arms out in a Y is there's a few reasons. Obviously, it increases the leverage. So you're having to create more tension Mm -hmm. and torque in those muscles, but also to bring in uh i guess local muscular endurance of your upper back which we'll come on to because that is another important factor 
Yeah. So yeah, yeah, just spend a lot of time in lying down. If you do nothing else, start doing that. Yeah. And you'll, you'll notice a difference. You will notice a difference because yeah. your catch phase, you'll probably enter the water further out and higher because yeah. you'll be able to utilize your shoulder joint which as long as you've got requisite mobility yeah. in your shoulder joint which, which again, then means that you can paddle faster and then that yeah. means you can it's catch paddling more, more efficiently at least yeah. paddling yeah. faster that involves we'll come on to that as well pull-up right. strength really yeah yeah but, um, been hammering me on pull-ups that's for sure yeah yeah yeah. The, yeah and then obviously you also need to be mobile so there's yeah. two components you know you need in this kind of extended position you need the requisite mobility to extend through your thoracic spine like i say a lot of us are kind of jammed up in that position we're mm-hmm. not used to extending through our back uh our kind of mid and upper back so lots of mobility work kind of drop it into your day no one likes doing it for the most part but if you can just find a way to either work it into your sessions which is quite easy during recovery periods or drop it into your day get yourself a roller drape yourself over the roller basically obviously making sure you don't hyperextend for your lower back Pete <laughs> but um and you know spider-man's with rotations all these like classic mid-back kind of mobilization uh you can you can kind of lie on your shoulder facing the floor. You like that one, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, is that the T-spine rotation? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, the a, one, what's the one, the world's greatest stretch one? That's, oh, uh, yeah, that, that's a good one. Though. I, I like that, but I've had to, I've had to up the ante it's on a that catch one, yeah, I, can I, know, my, I can get my elbow right down yeah, flat. Yeah. Have you got your knee on the floor? Is that why? No. Oh, okay. All right. No, it sounds yeah, just really impressive. You're like annoyingly mobile. But... <laughs> but um, yeah, basically, it's just the world's greatest stretch. <laughs> it's really good because it ticks a lot of boxes. It ticks thoracic rotation because you're rotating through your mid-back. Uh, it ticks hip flexion, extension, external rotation. It's just re- it's a great it exercise. It is the world's greatest stretch. Yeah, if you've got no time to do any other uh, like mobility, that would be the one. Yeah, so people can look look at the prone holds to help strengthen their, their back and yeah. their in that position and they can also look at the stretch the world's greatest stretch so those two are really important yeah yeah all of these will be in the surfing mobility manual mate so yes don't worry about it yeah just go there (laughs) yeah i've not made it yet but by the time this goes live i probably would have made it (laughs) yeah okay um yeah um but yeah i mean you can find loads on youtube anyway and most of them are, are decent so yeah the ones that rank really highly are normally good quality right generally i think yeah and then there's the whole bashing your way through breaking waves you know and and that in the summer might take two minutes in the winter it feels like it can take fucking half an hour you know or more we've had had days when it has taken that long well yeah 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 or even longer sometimes it feels so you know that there's a lot going on there as well i think there's probably two main components you need to talk about there and you need Local muscular endurance, I'll call it, or strength endurance of the muscles in your upper back, the back right. of your shoulders, and your lats as well, really. Um, and that is, like I mentioned about physiological underpinnings, the, the muscles on your upper back are are there really. They're postural muscles. They're not supposed to have a high work capacity. They're not supposed to like be able to generate. They're not supposed to weight lift because you are, as you recover an arm that's covered in five mil of neoprene wet yeah it's basically a bodybuilding exercise isn't it over and over again so it's a strength endurance 
and like that's really important you you need to basically recomposition the muscles on your back to enable you to you, you know you're putting in all sorts of infrastructure you're putting in tiny blood vessels you're adding more kind of energy production warehouses facilities and like my, mitochondria right. loads of capillaries that's why when you said about your traps being massive i was actually a little bit worried because i was like have i turned him into a gym bro but what's actually <laughs> happened is you've got more thickness on your back you've re- yeah. basically He's got more thickness in his head <laughs> i was thinking like yeah when they said about you being in they noticed your traps in saunton and were like is that Leighton or is that lundy island I can't... <laughs> yeah so well, got... yeah since, since we've been doing these workouts that that is the like the kind of muscle i've noticed grow the yeah, most they, people do notice yeah because like i say i think predominantly because they don't ever when when do you ever train your upper back and also yeah. They are, like I say, they're postural muscles largely. And when you start requiring them to perform in a different way, you need to recomposition them. So that's why you've got like seals and migratory birds lying on them when you're in the sea. So, <laughs> it's it's, true. To look it's like a, true. They do, like he said about it, and I was just like, he says a lot of things, and I'm just like, yeah, whatever, whatever you're talking about, just ignoring him. But he said about his traps, and like, he showed me a picture of them, and I was like, Jesus Christ, they, they look ridiculous yeah, yeah. now. And my yeah. missus was like looking at me, I was just like, they are getting quite big, aren't they? I was like, what's he turning me into? No, they no. Like some they look, flipping... they look, you look athletic, mate. They've yeah. pulled your shoulders back, and you've got thickness on your back. I was worried when you told me that it was all like upper trap, like, you know, when you see like a gym bro that's... Got no back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. but it's not, so that's so really good. So I was saying something to you earlier that is... Um, Often, when I paddle out, I get this thing where I start paddling out, and me and Leighton will start paddling out together, and then he'll go a bit in front of me, and I feel like I get really tired. The traps, man. And then, all of a sudden, <laughs> I, like, get my energy back, yeah. and I, I can go, and then start paddling normally. Right, yeah, I would say you, what you're experiencing is, is what a good warm-up should look like. So, yeah. you should try and, you know, it's you're never going to gradually you know sort of this nirvana of like building into all of a sudden being been able to give it full beans without any yeah. kind of so like a good warm-up really you should you should try and replicate at points in your warm-up the intensity or the feeling at least that you'll get in your upper back and you can try and do that on land with some like ywts or you know bottle hops or some do you know you could do that oh, fucking yeah. bottle hops yeah we'll come on to them but like <laughs> yeah or you could just hops or like as you start paddling out you can put a few sprint efforts in if you want to or you can just go in cold and adapt basically what you've been doing and and you'll slowly you know you'll use the first few 50 meters to kind of get into it but that's it, i guess a, a lot of it is you have the capacity to do more work and it's about being comfortable being uncomfortable you know you're gonna yeah. feel a burn but you know that you're all right yeah, you know yeah. like like cyclists look at the faces they pull when they're climbing up von two or something or you know uh find the bell lap in a some kind of track race look at their faces they're, they're like in absolute agony but they poo know face. Eh? poo face yeah yeah well yeah yeah <laughs> they know they they know that they you know they're, they're comfortable being in that state and they know that they have the capacity to perform. So yeah, I think, a lot of that's just kind of sucking I think it a up. lot of people, in, ourselves included, see mm. surfing as such a mellow sport. Yeah. Like, yeah. It doesn't feel really, like in the winter though, does it? No, no. no. But like, I think I like, feel like such a mellow sport. 
it doesn't go with that sort of, mm. you know, that ah, face like yeah. that. But that's what you've got to do to get yeah. to a level where you're comfortable. You know, if you're living down in, in, in Saunton, <coughs> in Cornwall, in, in somewhere in Scotland or whatever, somewhere where you've got to surf a lot and you're paddling out all the time, yeah. you'll get that, you know, you'll get that build up anyway. That's, where Yeah, absolutely. If you're like we found through doing this podcast, like you know, say seventy to ninety percent of surfers out there the are UK, landlocked yeah. surfers, yeah, or yeah. they don't live close enough to be able to go all the time no. surfing. So this is really important for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you you will decondition very quickly because if you adapt, if you do loads of bottle hops, and we'll come onto that, but like stuff that will change recomposition and kind of repurpose the muscles on your upper back to do a different job and then you stop doing that job your body will as a rule revert to baseline because it'll be like what what's all that stuff on my back like i don't yeah i'm only holding a posture it'll go back to like sloth uh, no no it'll (laughs) go back to like a muscle type that's more suited to that role you know how how long how quickly could that happen So, so say say we were doing your program and then we completely stopped yeah how long do you think it would I know it might That's differ a, for, for, for people. In all honesty, I don't know. But it, to me, it feels like if you're out of the water, if you if all your training is just surfing, yeah. which immediately that's an, a red flag, isn't it? But mm. And you don't go for like two weeks. Yeah. You feel it, don't you? Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like it's a very specific type of fitness. I feel like you're repurposing your back to do something that from an evolutionary perspective, an anthropological perspective, it's not supposed to do. Right. Um, that's not a bad thing mm. at all. Like it will improve your posture and stuff, but ultimately yeah. your muscles on your back are there to keep you upright and no more really. Right. So you, it will probably just decondition. Could just be as as short as two weeks. I, maybe. I don't know. I, the answer yeah. to that is I'm not going to like bullshit my way through that and give you some kind of half ass. Yeah. Some scary I, I don't kind know. of response. I don't know, but it will... If you didn't do anything, you'd go back to what you were before you started training. Yeah. That, yeah. that much is Yeah, it is doesn't clear. stay with you then. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, local muscular endurance of your upper back and lats. And that's easy to do. Uh, it's hard to do in terms of when you're doing it. But you basically just need to spend, again, spend a lot of time in position, moving your arm, you know, bottle hops we've been doing, haven't we? So you hold that prone position and move your arms back and forth over the bottles yeah that's a good one that's hard that's that works really horrible hard. yeah it works so, the back of your shoulders it works your upper back um failure is you can do anything like that you can do like you know reverse flies if you want to like a proper old school bodybuilding you can maybe wave them in circles um you can do anything but the criteria would be to keep the weight the loading down so you don't even need bloody weight you can just use the leverage of your arms but very lightweight for a long time or a, either a max out in terms of reps failure is a good thing in this yeah. case mm-hmm. because that's how you'll generate a ton of metabolic stress that's good for hypertrophy basically yeah uh yeah so anything you, high reps is good as many reps as possible do as many reps as possible in a certain time keep doing reps till you can't do reps anymore like basically yeah. hammer hammer that part of your upper back because it's relatively safe to do so right. i don't know many people that should go easy on strengthening their basically their external rotators and muscles that are involved in kind of retracting your shoulder blades it yeah. is a good thing posturally anyway yeah. so and we'll come on to like how to make yourself more robust 
because yeah. that is important. Did you say you? No, I was just going to say I'm going to call this episode training with big words. <laughs> oh yeah, big word. I don't want to be like that. I'm going to try not to be like that because it's, I find that annoying when people. No, that, but um, no, it's all right. As, as um, I think, ninety-five uh, percent of them I've understood so right, far. Okay. It's just every time you say thoracic spine, I think oh, of yeah, Jurassic yeah. Park. Basically, like you're, you're, mid, you're <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> you're middling up a back. Basically, the last thing on bashing three waves. You know, you, you put all that infrastructure in. That's a, you know what that is. Isn't it? That's the, yeah. <laughs> infrastructure. Uh, yes. Yeah. So like. And then you have to look at the energy systems as well that support that. So like you, you need a well-developed aerobic system because ultimately that is the predominant energy system that you'll use when you're, sur- well, when you're paddling out, but when you're surfing in general, and it will help you recover between bouts of high, you know, moderate, should we call it, that might feel like high intensity, but it's technically moderate if you like, but paddling through, you know, three, four waves, duck diving, whatever, that's fairly moderate, sustained output. And that's more glycolytic that's more kind of the glycolytic systems there to produce energy quicker than what the aer- the aerobic system can and therefore it allows you to sustain higher output it doesn't last very long you know like technically i don't know about 10 to 45 seconds ish you know so you've got to train those two systems aerobic system you could just move around more and go for walks at lunch and morning and stuff that's low level steady state or you could you know you could do like a six to eight minute time trial on a rower just as hard as you can get sustain for an even pace for that time that's a really you know a lot of bang for your buck in terms of aerobic capacity see we had this before with swimming because when i go swimming yeah i could just swim and yeah. swim and swim and it, i don't feel like it yeah i don't so, feel like it really affect like no I do get tired, get, obviously, but I don't get as tired. Yeah, I can just yeah. keep going. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, so yeah. there's a technical component there, obviously, because you're a good swimmer. But yeah, you'll probably be predominantly taxing your aerobic system. And you've probably got a fairly well-developed aerobic system because you're on your feet all the time. So at a low level, you've got a decent aerobic system, probably better than most. So, But then if you were to like do a few like all-out you know, 25-meter sprints, that would be taxing more so. It's not like you switch one off and the other one comes on. It's more like a sliding scale, but that'll be taxing your glycolytic system predominantly, I guess, for, you know, if it's all out for that 10 to 40 second period. You need to train that that you you need to train it. So I find that I find that with this training program as well. Like it's like some things will be like it'll be like something hard and then there's a couple of things that feel slightly easier and yeah. it, it, so it does that like yeah i've tried up and tried down do as that. well mm. i tried to do that when you're in the gym as well you, it's not like your body your body isn't like oh this is weight training this isn't uh, you know i'm not going to your body will adapt to the stimulus of a lot of what you do when you're lifting heavy that's kind of more super fast energy system your phosphagen system and glycolytic you, you know when you're actually in the middle of the set that's still you're getting a glycolytic there's a stimulus there but you want to be like a 20 second 20 to 30 second all out effort recover go again you know six to eight times that's a really good glycolytic workout if you want to focus on like i want to generate as much power as i can in that time then it becomes more about quality and therefore you kind of give yourself more rest but if you try and as you get fitter if you want to try and simulate in some way it's hard to completely simulate but paddling out narrow those rest intervals a little bit so that you're getting less recovery and you're accumulating fatigue and so you're doing like 20 seconds on 40 seconds off let's say 
that sounds relatively all right, doesn't it? But by the sixth, eighth rep, yeah, yeah, you, you... I've noticed that. Um, so when we've come to the end of uh, some of the workouts on day, you, you've put in a section called paddle endurance, yeah, where we do repeat it five times, yeah, repeat it five. Yeah. Well, it ramps up, doesn't it? It's it... four times, five times, six times. And yeah. So what one of them is the lat pull downs, isn't it? Which is yeah, basically... like a straight arm pull down. Yeah. 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 Um, and it was, I think it's like. 25 of them or something yeah, like that yeah. uh, and then we go into like a prone hold after that and uh, for a minute um, like the moving prone hold and then those like, I get to the third time like you do it first of all and you think oh, I feel like I should put yeah, more, yeah. more tension on the band like I should have more weight yeah. on it you get to yeah. the fourth one and you're like I you're feel like, like I should lose yeah. the band altogether yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you can't do it it's bloody amazing that's a good one because it mixes when you're doing those pull downs that's probably fairly glycolytic and then you go into the prone holds and you're probably kind of edging back into aerobic because you will be anyway because of the duration so you're 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 kind of weaving your way in and out of different energy systems all the time so that stuff like that's good they're both as important as each other and they interact a lot so if you want to be faster paddling you need to have a strong glycolytic system so you need to train it yeah. You need to do those twenty-second horrible intervals, and yeah, yeah. Um, I hate that. My favourite bit of them is the uh, box the breathing at the end. The what? Sorry, <laughs> yeah. the yeah. box breathing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you recover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's been lots of videos on the group chat of people being really sweaty oh, and yeah, saying, yeah. "Alan, are you trying to kill me?" and stuff yeah. like yeah. that, which has been quite entertaining. Yeah. So that, that covers like the the paddling out then, really. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. When, when we're uh, would would you class that as the paddling for a wave as well or is there anything no i think that's yeah i think that's it there are there are there are a few more things on paddling out but we could be here for like 10 hours talking about this this is the <laughs> yeah. problem yeah catching a wave there's a few components there initially you need peak speed in paddling you need right. to be able to you need to be, have paddling endurance but you need to be you need to have peak speed and that is really closely correlated to your max vertical pulling strength so basically pull-ups right i think unless you have some reason why you can't do pull-ups in terms of like from a injury perspective injury history uh, if you've had some kind of shoulder surgery and it's just not doable yeah everyone should be trying to aim to do pull-ups you know start build up to do and most people can't do them they're hard Mm, yeah (laughs) they're really hard so like build up to place where you can do five strict body weight pull-ups and you will immediately you will notice well even during that progression you'll notice the difference your speed in, go yeah. up because they it, the correlation i think if i remember rightly it's probably like between 0.96 and 0.99 r value which basically means they cut the correlation so close that if you are a strong if you're strong at pull-ups you will be fast oh it's it's using the exact same muscles yeah yeah Um, someone's done a regression analysis and been like you know what dictates paddling speed and they would have gone through all sorts of different variables but obviously again like they would have had in the back of their head when they did that study Mm. i think pull-ups will make you a better paddler because in your it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah. they've gone away and ratified that. And I think max pull-up strength, it improves your 5, 10, 15-metre paddle, but also, interestingly, your 400-metre paddle. So that's obviously endurance. Yeah. But that makes absolute sense because if you're stronger, mm. you don't burn through your motor units, you don't burn through your muscle fibres as quickly. 
Yeah. So, what's so you, your efficiency goes up as well as your speed. Yeah. What's the difference then between doing pull-ups and doing press-ups? What's the difference of because you're essentially still lifting your own body weight? What's the? It's a totally different movement pattern. A pull-up and a press-up. Yeah, so, yeah. No, no, no. It's, you know, it's a different movement pattern. Yeah. But like, yeah. So, uh, so like asking this question for someone out there that's like, well. I can't do pull-ups, I'm going to do press-ups. Right, know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Okay, that, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, well, firstly, you can do pull-ups, but you just need to know how to progress it. You need to know, how can I regress from somebody doing pull-ups to where I am now, and then work your way through it as a process everyone can do pull-ups they just need to work through it and there are multiple ways in which you can do that loads of people have different methods I quite I really like starting with eccentric so you're literally just focusing on the lowering part of the movement um eccentrics are amazing for multiple reasons they they lengthen your muscles basically stretching they lengthen your muscles um they help with rate of force production because they basically kind of realign your muscle fibers so they're in series so you can contract really quickly mm-hmm. there's there's so many benefits to eccentric training but the first one is everyone to well most people can step on a box put their hands on a bar and then lower themselves slowly towards the floor and then you can progress from there in terms of you can start holding positions you can improve you can increase you can start adding weight to the eccentric doing an overload type thing and then move into isometrics where you're holding different positions because that also has a strength stimulus and holding the bottom of a pull-up that will probably that will make you stronger kind of 40 degrees roughly either side of that point so it's not like if you just hold that bottom position of a pull-up you're only going to be strong in that position we know that actually I'll be strong basically through the bottom half of that pull-up so Sorry, I've waffled on through that, but basically there are ways and means of progressing to doing pull-ups. Start with eccentrics and then start holding positions. You can change your grip so you've got a supine grip and you use more of your biceps and then progress to neutral and then progress to a prone sort of palms facing away from you. You can start introducing bands. I wouldn't do bands straight away. I would do pull-ups and get used to your own body weight. And then in the last phase, you can start adding bands to give you a bit of a boost because obviously at the bottom, there's more tension. It gives you a boost. And then towards the top where you are stronger because mechanically you're stronger at the top, then it's basically all you. So it just gives you a leg up. But aim to get to five pull-ups and everyone can do them. It's just you you have to go through a process to do it. Same with push-ups. Yeah, so we've had... um that exact thing in our program haven't we like yeah, holding had, the yeah. positions i yeah. think and you uh, you can do pull-ups but yeah, it doesn't do mean that eccentrics won't benefit you because they yeah. will and they'll make you stronger and they have yeah because so, the holding the positions as well yeah um i feel strong throughout the entire yeah pull-up. yeah you know it's not like i'm just blasting up as fast yeah. as i can yeah. i feel like i can do it controlled yeah after the block that we had where you well, i think we had to hold it at the the top of the pull up, the middle of the pull up, and then at the bottom. Yeah, of the pull yeah, up, and yeah. It's yeah. Like Thirty See, seconds each time. I've had the complete opposite where I've had real trouble because I've got a pull up bar mm. in a doorway. I'll yeah. show you it, so you can see why I'm having difficulty with it. I think it's I've just, got to get one of those things that go. For the, yeah, for I the think doorway. I've got to get one of those things that go round the door yeah, so yeah. I can switch it to a different door. I've sent but, you a link for that. Yeah, well, I haven't bought mm-hmm. it yet, have I? I was I was busy buying drones or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> 
Um, I'm, I'm the technical one. I'm yeah, not yeah. He's the one that does the workout. I do the technical. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying earlier about just because you're holding the bottom of a pull-up doesn't mean it won't impact your entire pull-up. Yeah, yeah. So you don't just get... We used to think, or we, as if I'm like part of the scientific community, but <laughs> people used to think that actually you only get strong... In isometrics where you're holding a position, you only get stronger at that point, but that's not not, not right. true. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a kind of a 40-degree leeway. Yeah. So by doing it at different stages, we've kind of covered the whole range of motion is the idea. Yeah. So it, you, does, it does work. You know, you see those guys on like YouTube and they do that thing where they're like doing pull-ups and it looks like they're walking upstairs in thin air. Oh, Have yeah, you like, seen them? It's like crazy, like calisthenics type yeah. stuff. Yeah. So they must be ultimate. Yeah, they're pretty strong, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're pretty strong. <laughs> that was just a thought that uh, popped into that's, yeah, yeah, see, yeah. Well, Sometimes I just say my thoughts. <laughs> want, yeah. Right, so we're paddling got... for the wave. And, oh, um, yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> and and yeah. so you think, um, so pull-ups are a good yeah, exercise pull, pull for, up, for the if speed. You can't, so I should say, if you can't do pull-ups, because some people can't, because of some kind of shoulder injury or oh yeah, something. what would be a better alternative? Horizontal rows are good, you know. So like chest supported rows, bent over rows. Yeah, they will. It's still a pull. It will still help your paddle. Yeah. The difference is the range of motion is less. Um, you have to produce less torque at your shoulder. Um, mm-hmm. So the stimulus isn't quite the same. The 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 direction of force application isn't quite the same. But it's still you'll still have there will still be a stimulus there it's you know and you've got you guys have got horizontal rowing in there as as an accessory yeah you know so if you can't do pull-ups do some form of pull and and progress that to a point where you're pulling you're doing low reps high weight basically because we're trying to improve strength we're trying to improve force production yeah to be able to paddle quickly yeah 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 yeah. and it's just like in cycling uh you're kind of uh, uh, well actually can I say this? Well, yeah, I can. It's in just literature. So, but yeah, your, your max squat is really, really closely. Is, is that because there's British Olympic cycling secrets? Oh, mate, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> They've got like. Yeah, That's amazing. I, that is so cool. There's some areas of like that I can't get into in the building and I keep trying to, you know, like nose in and stuff. In the RI, like the research and innovation department, yeah. it used to be called like the Secret Squirrel Club. <laughs> I've never been in there and it's kind of blacked out and it's got Bloody some cool hell. stuff in you there. You imagine like um, Ivan Drago behind there, like yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully not without the juice in bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just, yeah but well, it's, um, it's got one of those chambers that uh, Captain America goes in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah, without the, uh, without the juice. Yeah. But yeah, but no. Um, yeah, so your max squat is really closely correlated to your peak speed. So peak speed, not acceleration, which we'll come on to with the push-ups because right. there's a bit of a difference yeah. in terms of what you actually need for your pop-up as opposed to your sprint paddle. Sprint paddle is more about force generation and strength. Mm-hmm. Your pop-up is more about the rate at which you can apply that force. Yeah. So you do need a base level of strength and the stronger you are, the higher the potential you have to generate that force, express that force quickly, but you still have to train it. Right. So like you, you need a baseline level of strength. You probably need to be able to do like eight to 10 strict push-ups as yep. a, you know, and again, a lot of people can't do that. And again, I would suggest you start with eccentrics, lowering yourself down, slowly bringing your chest to the floor. And then we can move on to isometrics and then move on to bands. Try not to do it off your knees because it's not because I'm bothered about, I'm not bothered, but do what you want, but like (laughs) about it altering the mechanics. It's more just that when you move to your feet, you're going to find it fucking hard. 
Yeah. So start from your feet. Yeah. You say, um, and then you can do eccentrics. You can do it off, a, you know, raised platforms, things like that. There's loads of things you can do to progress your pull-ups. Uh, sorry, push-ups. Yeah. But the key thing is with the the pop-up is more about a rate of force development. So how, not how much force you generate, but how quickly you express that force. Right. Is so, there is there an optimum level in a push-up? Like, is like I know like some maneuvers you hear people saying it's not worth going like the complete circumference where it's it's worth just staying more in the middle um, bit or is there is there different no, I think things that might be a sit up yeah no that's what i mean i've heard that of oh, sit-ups, right. but is that is uh, that similar to a push-up is it better to do a push-up from arm straight flat to the floor arm straight flat to the floor or is there... if i mean if, if if there's some crazy if there's some reason that you're working you might be like struggling with lockout on a bench press and you want to do a set or you know you might be doing partial reps because um you can maintain tension or but uh, you know if you're doing partial reps at the bottom your muscles are more stretched basically it becomes harder to generate tension it's just harder if you're deeper in a position but anyway that's what I'm speculating but yeah you, you want to be focusing on generating force quickly and with a pull up with a push up i i like the push up because obviously it's it's rel- it's fairly relevant to surfing we'll come into like doing stuff that looks like surfing and all that sort of bullshit but you know it's a relevant exercise i like it because it allows your shoulder blades to move around freely if you do it properly so at the bottom your shoulder your shoulder blades are supposed to glide around your rib cage it's called scapulohumeral glide or rhythm and what you do when you do a bench Big press words. <laughs> yeah basically just like the your, your shoulder blades are supposed to like sort of glide around and move with your arms and if what happens if you do loads of bench press if you're like a gym bro or gym sis is that a term <laughs> gym sis, being yeah. equal it is no, no. yeah um a gym then, person then you lock your shoulder blades in position <laughs> to provide a base from which to push but really you want your shoulder blades it's okay to do bench press by the way but make sure you're also doing stuff that allows your shoulder blades to move around so like push-ups are good for that anyway but you also want to be working on rate of force development so if you can't do a push-up, you probably can't do a ballistic push-up, which is like pushing yourself off the floor, accelerating yourself away. A ballistic is basically just accelerating yourself, an object or a combination of the two through through a space. So like you could do if you can't do a ballistic push-up, you could push you could push up, throw yourself off the wall standing and work your way down. Or you can get a med ball and chuck it as far as you can, as quickly as you can. Keep the med ball light. It's about speed, not strength you know when you wanted to get a heavy metal yeah, see we look yeah. at Leighton for yeah, this yeah. one so, yeah. so, yeah, so, Leighton. so basically what happened is I noticed in one of the in the program that it was med ball slams and it said and it said two kilos on it yeah and the workout demons in my head were like ask Alan for I knew four. I knew they would yeah <laughs> ask Alan for four yeah kilos. but so what he I didn't did. tell you what he didn't tell you is when you said yes to four is that he thought, well, he said yes to four, maybe I could buy a five or a six. No, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. So when you said, yeah, To be yeah. honest, four is probably a bit heavy, but you're a big lad, so you'll be moving it. It's fine, it's fine. I'll let it go, mate. I, I, I love it, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. You, but when you said, yeah, four is fine, that's exactly what happened. I went on Amazon to buy a Mebel four, and my workout team was like, go for the six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for the six, it's going to uh, be better. So, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't. And, I, uh, I and what happened the other day when you were... You had the exercise with the uh, well, yeah, with so, the four kilo medicine ball that yeah, you well, said to me afterwards. Well, we we went so the the block the block that we're on now, the finisher part of it, the bit that really exhausts you, yeah, is 
Med oh, ball ape, slams. Yeah, and you, yeah. just on, you just said go ape. Yeah. And it's med ball slams for six minutes. Jesus, that thing feels, not, feels more like 40. I should kilos. point out yeah. that it's not six minutes straight of med ball slams. That'd be mental. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. 10 seconds. Yeah, no, yeah, t- yeah. 10 reps. 10 and reps and then 40 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, six and then on this linking all this note in together. So something you said at the very beginning was if you're going surfing that day, don't do a training session. Yes, as a rule. So uh, we can, yeah, yeah. Well, that. So I what? Mean, happen, so what it happens depends, though, doesn't it? Yeah, but what happened to you on the training on the surf session after you did yeah, a training I session in the morning? I nearly drowned. Yeah, because well, I cramped up in the water. Yeah, in in places that I've never heard you get cramping before. Like first of all, the cramp in the leg—that's just funny because everyone gets that. I get that. And you know, you jump, but you get that was, jump out of bed in the night. No, 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 no. <laughs> But oh, the cramp I had, yeah. well, I've never had cramp that intense before. And it was so powerful that my, my foot was totally like flat to like the same, like where there's my shin. And then the top of my foot was the same Just like level. one extended and leg. And I'm like, if, if I didn't have my surfboard, there's no way I could have swam or anything. Oh, man. And you're going, just stand on the floor. I'm like, we're in the fucking sea, you prick. Yeah, I, yeah, can't, yeah. I can't stand on the floor. No. <laughs> and, then, and then he got out and he got cramp in his, in his Ab. abs. I've yeah. never heard of anyone getting cramp in their abs before. Oh, yeah. I've had it. And the reason why I, when you said, I can't believe you know how many times you've had ab cramp. So oh, yeah, yeah. I've, had five, I've had it five times in my life. That was the fifth time. I've had it twice while I do in Alan's oh, um, right. workouts. Okay, yeah. And Recent the reason memory. why I remember them is because it, it sucks all the air out of your lungs and you can't yeah. breathe. Yeah. Because you just like go in and um, we were like getting dry and you're on one side of the van, I'm on the other. And like, I can't even, I couldn't even like, tell him i'm like it's just, it's just gone like, i wouldn't have bothered anyway to be honest yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they don't last for as long as the leg cramp thank god and then he put made a note of it on the chalkboard yeah like, do i've had not, another one yeah yeah no, number yeah. five but that, yeah that's it do, do not like like you said work out especially to like how yeah. intense we're working out and then work all day then drive down to Saunton for two hours because of the traffic and then they go surfing for an hour and a half because you'll get yeah yeah i mean if you yeah for my 90 yeah for 99 percent of people that is good advice you yeah if you're going surfing that day that is like the thing that's the most important for you to perform in yeah yeah you can knock off the train not the training on the head if you're like training to like i don't know go on a holiday where you're going to do multiple sessions it might benefit you to do that because you're training to you know be able to cope with high frequency of sessions but most people weekend warriors you know that session is everything so you want to be able to perform in that session you can't carry much fatigue that's the thing that i've found the difference is where we've gone before and we'll go surfing and we've had an all right surf or a good surf whatever i found since doing this i've had the fitness to do it and enjoy it. So, so for example, if you're someone that only goes surfing, like you just said, weekend warrior, it made me think of it. Like, if you're someone that can only go surfing on a weekend, for example, or you know, you could, you live further away, so you can't go down after work or something yeah. like that. Like, so, so say, say, say it was you, for example, in Manchester. And Don't you rub could, it in, mate. So, <laughs> so you're you're too far away from Saunton or anywhere like right. nice to surf, right? Yeah. <laughs> Right up there in, in the cold, where you probably jumpers and trousers already at this time of year up there, isn't it? Well, well, yeah. So uh, parker jackets, yeah. So no, I mean you can go to surf Snowdonia, you know, but how? Yeah. You know, that's still still a distance, isn't it? Yeah, you know, well, it's about an hour and a half. I don't know why I'm telling you the exact... why. Why you're not going after work then? If it's only an hour and a bit after work, because I've 
my <laughs> working life is mental. <laughs> I've got too. I've got quite. Yeah, too much on. I'll go in the day. Like if I don't have. Um, <laughs> why am I telling you this? Yeah, where are so, you going? Anyway, where I'm going with this is if you can't if you can't go all the time. Like yeah. so, I'm I'm taking the piss. It's not. It's not practical for you to go to surf Snowdonia every night after work, you know, or yeah. whatever, because you've got other stuff, like every, like most people. Yeah. And we're lucky in a way where we can, every, you know, if there's a good surf that week, we'll try and get down once a week in the evening, yeah. for, especially throughout the summer. Yeah, it's amazing. And then through the winter, it is weekends, basically. Yeah. It's yeah. the only time, you know, unless I've got to look at a job in Devon that day, I should tell my customers because I'm going <laughs> surfing. Um I shouldn't have said that because now if any of them listen to this, they're going to know. <laughs> anyway, I digress again. But <laughs> what I'm saying is the people that can only go on weekends or stuff like that, they're, if they got their fitness up to this level, yeah. they're going to enjoy and get so much more out of that session yeah. when they go rather yeah. than just like because having the- an all right. It's, go, it's gone from having an all right surf and feeling pretty knackered afterwards to having an amazing surf and feeling like actually i could probably get back in and do that again now but it's like um like you mentioned earlier it's about like doing it all efficiently mm. so when you're actually about to perform the thing that you had to do which is surf that wave you don't feel exhausted for the paddling out yeah yeah and you know and you and if it is a particularly like difficult paddle out you know you can do it and then yeah. generally the waves at the back of are better aren't they yeah. so you can then in, it, yeah, it increases your joy of Observing. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say, but in a really long-winded yeah, way. Got, well, uh, the, um, Greg LeMond, who uh, won the Tour de France twice, he, he said once about cycling, and it applies to any sport that you do, it never gets easier, you just get faster. And there is some truth in that. I think you probably like will come out of the surf. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It applies to everything. Um, you probably will come out of the surf knackered, but you'll have had a much better surf. Yeah. You would have travelled probably a lot further, um, covered a lot more distance and probably caught more waves. And yeah, you might come out energised and that'll probably be because what used to be a hard session for you is now an easy session. Yeah. But if you yeah. go on a on a bigger day or a more challenging day, you'll probably come out knackered, but you, it'll be within your capability. You've got to train for that. If you don't, live in devon or cornwall within five miles of the fucking coast you've got to train for it the only way you can do that is on on land or you can do bits in the pool but again swimming isn't surfing there are quite yeah you know quite notable differences no like i said earlier i found that as well because i can swim and swim yeah but whereas as soon as i start paddling after about five minutes I get knackered, yeah. and then I get like it's it's like a second wind, but it's like a second wind that just lasts the whole session. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so. it helps. Don't, swimming's amazing for surfing, but it's it's just one tool. Yeah, mm. um, yeah. Thanks for that, Alan. What a lovely girl we've made a real friend. You have. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's listening to this bit. So uh, yeah. Oh no, man, the amount of banter that's been on that group chat. Literally, just me. Full abuse all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. no honestly, every time Leighton says something, I, it's just me. I write something back, and then Leighton normally replies with "What a prick." <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole gist of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
the amount of information to take away from that was absolutely phenomenal. And there's even more in episode two. Kevin. There is. So yeah. So I yeah. L- love the story that because I don't think he really wanted to say the story about being in the hotel. So oh I'm, yeah, his hotel boner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you put him on the spot. <laughs> well, was obvi- he told me about it before, so I was obviously going to ask him about it in the podcast. That's a mistake. Yeah. Uh, so that was brilliant. So yeah, join us next time for part two, and that will be a continuation, and that goes into all the other th- all the other parts of surfing. Yeah, and we will talk more about our fitness level at the end of episode two. Yeah. Yeah, so don't forget, give us a a subscribe and like on YouTube and give us a follow on Instagram. If you're on there, we are on there. That's where we're most active. Yeah. And we have YouTube videos as well, so you can see how crap we really are at surfing. So go go (laughs) check them out. Or you can head over to iTunes and leave a review there. They're always nice to read. Yeah. So don't forget, if you want to support the show, there's plenty of ways to do it. Go on to our website, theukesurfshow.co.uk. Click on the drop-down menu of support the show, and there is a number of ways you can do it there. Most useful on there, I think, at the moment is book the wave if you are going to book a session at the wave bristol if you go through our website and book it it won't cost you any more but we will get a little kickback from your booking and it all helps towards the running of the show yeah it's a great way to support the show there are also a number of affiliates on there as well so if you wanted for instance a pop-up pro if you click the link and bought pop-up pro again it helps support our show you can also buy us a coffee if you like yes buy us a coffee we don't drink coffee but that's yeah. just what the app's called. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's other things like there's the massage guns and there's holiday places, all sorts of things that we're, we've got affiliate programs with. And uh, yeah, that all helps to support the show. Yep. So, right. So, don't forget discount codes. Then. Yes. So, discount codes for a Logfin Co. is the UK Surf Show 10, and that will get you 10% off anything you order from the Logfin Co. And also for 15% off North Core, our original discount code yeah it is now changed to ss2021 that is ss2021 and that'll get you 15 percent off your order yeah and then don't forget our discount code again for golden boy is uk surf show all one word and that'll get you 10 percent off golden boy that is golden boy b-u-o-y yes go and check their t-shirts out they've got some really nice t-shirts and they've got some really cool little bits and pieces. Yeah, I know. It's really classic design pieces. So if, if you like that kind of um, retro surf kind of brand look, then that's definitely a place to go. So there's actually loads of stuff on that. Seeing Christmas is on the horizon, which yeah. I do not like. If anyone but wants to buy us anything for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, that's it for today's show. So we'll see you next time with part two of The Anatomy of a Surfer. Cheers. Bye.